Ian Thorpe is number one. A kickstart for Australia. Gold in a world record. Now it's Donovan Bailey trying to pick up runners. Donovan Bailey is putting on the third. A perfect score, 10.0 for Dante Kamenici, a perfect score. The first time I've never seen it. So in over 100 years, nobody's won as many medals at the Olympic Games in any sport than this great champion, Michael Phelps. Usain Bolt spreading ahead, winning by daylight and setting a world record, 9.68. The wind is okay. Good evening, afternoon, morning and good night once again from Off The Podium, an Olympics podcast continuing on our coverage of the Rio 2016 Summer Olympic Games, the Games of the 31st Olympiad, and we are here for another bumper episode to review Day 8 in our 10th episode. As always, lots to talk about on another golden day for Australia. Stick that up, you blunt and smoke at Canada, because you didn't win a single goal today, but we did. And so much so is that exciting that our Canadian correspondent, Mr. Colin Hilding, hasn't even showed up today. There's a, there's a whisper that he might rock up halfway through, but I am predicting that he won't. And clearly my predictions so far on this podcast during these Olympics have stood out very, very highly. So uh, we'll see how that plays out. But more importantly, we still have another person on the line. It's not just going to be me talking for 60 minutes trying to be funny. We've got another man who's going to try and be funny at the same time too. It's Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back to Off the Podium. It's great to be back two days in a row. Um, It's great to finally have got another gold. Um, The Silvers, I mean, we've got some more, but that's been pushed to the side. We're back on track um, for a golden week ahead. It was your pep talk. It's all you, clearly. As soon as you start talking up the fact that we're not winning enough Silvers, we go and win a bunch. You're getting sick of it. You're saying we need to start winning the Golds again. We win a gold, and therefore it's all thanks to you. So thank you, Jared. Australia thanks you. No problem. You can just see the level of respect that I command amongst the Olympic team. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, clearly, uh, we were basically announcing the gold medal that we won today, yesterday, on the show, because we were recording whilst it was happening. Uh, of course, Kim Brennan in the women's single skulls. Now, I'm claiming her as a Tasmanian because she's as close to us to a Tasmanian Olympic medalist we've had so far in these games. She's married to a Tasmanian. She lives in Tasmania. That makes her Tasmanian, even though I think she's actually from Victoria. But it's kind of just like we do, Jared, with the New Zealanders. You know, they looked at Australia once, so we claim them as ours. So um, I think we can classify her as a Tasmanian. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's a fairly small leap in the terms of things. Uh, usually we, we draw a, a, a long bowstring of linking people to Australia. So, um, yeah, that's I'd, I'd, I'd claim that. That's fairly tame. Exactly. She's just waiting for a Tasmanian citizenship. But great job. She was a rating world champion coming into this. She'd won a couple of Olympic medals before. It was our first rowing medal, uh, gold medal, I should say, since Beijing. So good for her. Good for Kim. She wins our sixth gold medal of the Games. Uh, so fantastic. And as uh, we said, we were calling that basically live. I mean, my internet's still catching up. I think I might see the finish soon, Jared. So... Uh, I might actually get to see her win that, uh, thankfully. Uh, but it also wasn't just uh, Kim winning his medal. It was actually a decent day for Australia. We won four medals, a gold, a silver, and two bronze. So in uh, the silver category, it was in the swimming. And no, it didn't go to a Campbell. Well, it kind of went to a Campbell. She was part of the team. <laughs> That's why we didn't win gold, Jared. Uh, Emily Seabom, Taylor McCowan, Emma McKeon, Kate Campbell. Bronte clearly got the shun. Um, and then in the real, in the uh, heat, sorry, Madison Wilson, Madeline 
Dylan Groves and my girl, Britt Elmsley, all took the silver in the 4x100 medley. Never in doubt. That was always going to be a medal, Jared. Uh, just, again, if we didn't have a Campbell in the team, we would have won the gold. Yeah, it's a shame we put uh, Kate in the final. Uh, good to see, though, that seven people swimming, seven people getting medals for that one. So that's exciting. <laughs> the funniest thing is, is that America was so confident that they would win gold with a Campbell swimming, they didn't even put in uh, Katie Ledecky. So <laughs> they were like, oh, hang on. Australia's put a Campbell in the team. Katie, gave a rest. All right, <laughs> just sleep in. <laughs> they don't even need that. Uh, and two bronze. So our men uh, also won a medal in the 4x100 medley. They got a bronze. Uh, Mitch Larkin, Jake Packard, David Morgan, Kyle Chalmers, and Cam McAvoy, Mr. Humble, I'm going to start calling him. He swam the heat, so he'll still get a medal. Um, and, yeah, we're talking up Anna Mears. Uh, she obviously clearly does have more events. Uh, she took a bronze in the women's Kieran. She became our most decorated track cyclist ever. I believe the first Australian to medal in four Olympic Games consecutively. Uh, Anna Mears, uh, the Queen of Australia, um, you know, uh, Colin's talking about putting Rosie McLennan as Prime Minister of Australia. I'm putting Anna Mears up for Prime Minister of Australia. I think this woman's amazing, and uh, she's won another medal, and, uh, yeah, just incredible. Yeah, she's an absolute legend. Um, continuing the trend of bronze medalists being the most excited, she was over the moon, she was in tears, she was emotional. Um, she was showing the rest of the athletes how to celebrate uh, when you win a medal, no matter what colour. Um, so, yeah, great to have another bronze medalist who's a legend. I, I wonder if the Campbell sisters have met Anna Mears. Uh, if not, go and meet her uh, because this is how you do it. I mean, she's 32 years old, Anna Mears, and she's all, still winning medals at the Olympic Games. So, um, come on, Campbell. You bump into each other in the athlete's village. Stop sulking. Get off Tinder. You know, nobody wants to date the Campbell sisters because clearly it's become a running thing. Um we have nothing really against the Campbell sisters, can I just say? It's just turned into a funny joke, Jared. So, hello to the Campbell sisters if they're listening. <laughs> At least they're not French. That's all right. Um, so, good on you, Anna. I believe she's still got a couple of events. I mean, clearly we've done our research so much so here on the show that we know what exactly she's um, getting ready for. I don't know if you're sort of uh, in tune with Anime's Olympic schedule at all, Jared. Um, I just know that she has the individual sprint left, the event that she won uh, gold in in, uh, at the London Olympics. So um, potentially chance for another medal there. You are. Yes, there you go. I've just actually found a schedule. It was just emailed to me by Anna. She's a keen fan of Off the Podium. And, um, yes, the women's team, so that's on Monday. So... Uh, well, they, I mean, she's, yeah, so she won that in London, um, and she silvered, so she's medaled in that in the last three Olympics, so she gold in London, silver in both Beijing and Athens, of course, uh, silver in Beijing famously when she had broken neck, so, I mean, if she can win it with a broken neck, and she's healthy right now, then Lord help us, she's gonna, she's gonna pull a Ledecky in that one, she's gonna, like, lap the field, um, so, alright, we're on Anamir's watch for the rest of this week, stuff the athletic, stuff is saying Bolt, it's all about Anamir's, alright, everybody, she's the star of the games, uh, alright, so Canada also won some medals, they didn't win any gold, finally, um, no, we were sad that Canada didn't win any gold, but they went back to their bronze winning best, um, taking out the bronze in the women's heptathlon, Brianne Thiessen, uh, Thiessen Eaton, and they also took out the bronze 
in the women's team pursuit, Alison Beveridge, Jasmine Glaser, Kirsty Lay, Georgia Simmeling, and Laura Brown. Uh, and now this is a confusing event that we were trying to work out because when we stopped recording last night, I was watching this and I thought they just had the two semis. So Australia was against the US, Canada against Britain, and I was just like, okay, well, Britain and the US won, so Canada and Australia will ride off for bronze. Lo and behold, you've then messaged me and said, oh, Canada will get the bronze and Australia will lose to New Zealand. And I'm like, well, where the hell was New Zealand in this? And you mentioned that they somehow come through the repper charge to finish fourth. How does that work? I mean, you tell me, to me, that makes no sense. You have your initial rounds and the top four should go straight through the semis and none of this other people getting back in business. Um, evidently, they had a faster time in their uh, fifth to, I don't know, 20th um, race off or whatever. Um, and somehow that puts them back into uh, the bronze medal race. But, I mean, luckily, uh, Canada does save the day there, keeps New Zealand off the podium in that. Um, so we're all smiles now. Well, absolutely. Thank you, uh, Canada, for pre- preventing New Zealand from getting another medal because those cocky Kiwi bastards were already celebrating the fact that they won a gold yesterday, which sadly we announced already on air, but we'll possibly get to that. But, yeah, Colin, um, so ashamed, so used to winning gold now, are the Canadians, that they can join in Australia and be disappointed with bronze. Um, so that's why Collins is not here. He's basically like, oh, bronze? No! You know, this isn't the Winter Olympics. You know, we've got to we've got to be disappointed now with this sort of stuff. So, um, yes, good on you, Canada, for still winning some medals. Uh, outside of the medal results, so uh, for Australia, uh, other results for us, uh, athletics-wise, um, nothing sort of remotely close to a medal really for us in athletics, uh, sadly. But uh, in the long jump, one of our medal uh, chances, our silver medalist from the World Championship, Fabrice Lapierre. 10th only in the long jump. He's actually beaten by his teammate, Henry Frayne, 7th. His best ever result in international competition. Sadly, no medal for us in the long jump. Uh, David McNeil, great result for him. 16th in the 10,000 metres. Uh, we talked about the women's 10,000 metres uh, yesterday. Jared, still uh, watching any of the long distance running there, getting even more excited at all, or still perhaps just like, meh? I mean, the men's 10,000 was exciting. Um, they made potentially too big a deal about uh, Mo Farah getting tripped over, and, and to me, I don't know, he got tripped over near the start. Everybody was bunched together, and he got straight back up. You can see he wasn't hurt, and then it was this big thing. They're showing um, old footage of somebody else getting tripped over 50, 60 years ago and then losing the event, and, oh, well, he got tripped over and he won. Um, I mean, congrats on winning, but I didn't think the trip was that bad. They kind of overplayed the whole thing. If he had a trip, broken his leg, um, you know, lost an eye and needed, like, assistance from somebody to cross the finish line to win the gold, then, yes, make a big deal out of it. But, yeah, I think you're right. It wasn't exactly, um, you know, that big of a deal. But, I mean, good on Mo for winning it. I I just love the guy. I think he looks like a hoot to hang around with. I love his name, Mo Farah. It's just such, like, an awesome name. So, uh, congratulations, Mo. Back-to-back gold. In the 10,000 metres, um, Ben St. Lawrence also in that race. That's a pretty cool name, St. Lawrence. Uh, he was 28th. Um, in the pole vault, sadly, Curtis Marshall didn't make the finals of the pole vault. I was expecting much more from Curtis, Jared. I, I think that's a bit disappointing for him. Yeah, I mean, he was happy about the loss, and, and I'm all for being happy with your results and personal best, but, um, yeah, not good enough. You can be happy when you win the bronze. We've shown that 
Um, but if you're not winning the bronze, then no smiling. Exactly, yeah. Pick it, pick your game up there, Curtis. Come on now. Uh, Genevieve Lacaze and Madeline Heiner-Hills, uh, first ever finalist for Australia in the history of the Olympics in Jared's pet event, the 3,000-metre steeplechase. Uh, they're spurred on by uh, Berto losing this week in the equestrian. They want to rectify the equestrian chokers. So um, they're doing the non-horse equestrian, Jared. They're doing well. They're in the final. Yeah, I mean, that was exciting. We had the big story of uh, the, I think it was Ethiopian athlete. She, um, to go along with Mo's fall, she uh, fell and lost a shoe and then ran barefoot. And now somehow she's appealed and been advanced to the final, um, which is really just a sympathy um, spot in the final. If she wins now, I mean, that's going to be a big scandal if she gets on the podium. Uh, but no, great to see that uh, Australia is well represented in the um a Christian equivalent on the track. And it's about time too, like in all our Olympic history, you know, there's one thing that's been missing from our uh, our long, you know, littered history of Olympics, and that's making the final the steeplechase. So uh, do us proud, Genevieve and Madeline. You, I know you can do well. Uh, Victoria Mitchell, sadly, she uh, didn't make it. So <laughs> she pulled a Campbell. <laughs> so you couldn't do it there. Um, in the 400-metre heat, so uh, Morgan Mitchell and Annalise Ruby, uh, qualified through to the 400-meter heats. Now, I had to love... I know we're jumping ahead here a bit with this segment, but I loved on news.com.au, you know, they've almost tried to make this a bit Canadian, where they've got there and gone, spurred on by Kathy Freeman watching at home, Morgan Mitchell has qualified to the next round of the 400 meters. How do they know Kathy Freeman was watching? Like, she could have been out for dinner or something like that. <laughs> like, I mean... Do, do, do they 100% know? Do they have their facts checked? Do they have like a spy outside the Freeman residence with a camera inside going, oh, there's Kathy watching the Olympic? Yeah, this is just um, people making stuff up again, like the athletes forgetting words in the national anthem, uh, making these big leaps and assumptions, and I don't like it. That's not real journalism. No, it's not. Well, it's news.com.au, so it's not real journalism anyway. But I, I think that, you know, where was the headline? Spurred on by Ian Thorpe thinking about him. Mac Horton won the gold in the 400 metres. Like, it's, come on, really? You're stretching a little bit there. Just be happy they made the freaking semifinals. Um, I actually had some bad news too. I didn't... We've talked him up. All Olympics, we've got so excited about Josh Clark, our man in the 100 metres. I was watching the 100 metres, Jared. I'm like, where is he? Where's Joshy boy? Come on, Josh, do us proud. He uh, actually pulled out before the games even started. <laughs> he pulled out in July. So we clearly um, huge in Australia around 100 metres. I've just found a story from the 30th of July that says Australia's lone 100 metre sprinter Josh Clark is out of the Rio Olympics because of a hamstring injury. Um, so, yes, uh, a bit of egg on our face there, Jared. Sorry, listeners. Yeah, I mean, the appearance, him not being there, it's probably just as similar if he was. We probably would have seen less of him if he was actually there. <laughs> um, it's, an, it's not a huge loss. I mean, obviously, he's he's training for uh, 2020. Yep. Um, save a couple of seconds off the time and potentially shave some of that hair off his head too. Exactly. Well, we haven't still yet to have a 100-metre runner in the uh, the Olympics since uh, Athens. I mean, that, clearly that's why Usain Bolt's been winning every year since Beijing because there's been no Australians in there, Jared. So <laughs> you're welcome, world. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Usain Bolt's terrified of the Australian sprinters. Um, basketball, the Opals, uh, undefeated still, 74-66 over Belarus. Another come-from-behind win in that one too. And uh, they will play Serbia in the quarterfinals. Badminton, oh, look, we, we tried our very best, everybody out there. You know, we spurred him on. Sawan Sarasinghe, our man, and his teammate Matthew Chow, defeated by Taipei. They're out. Sorry, Jared. 
Um, Leanne Chu and Robin Middleton also out in the mixed doubles and our solo representative in the singles, Haswan Chen, lost to Kate Fu Kuhn, the great Mauritian badminton player. So uh, sadly, badminton, he's done and dusted for Australia. It's a sad day for Australia at the Olympics. Yeah, I mean, that's a big letdown. We had lots of medal contention going into that. Um, but the good thing is, no expectations going into Tokyo now. Um, it's all up from here. If we haven't won a single match uh, in these Olympics, so, I mean, if we win one set in the next Olympics, that's huge for us. Well, well, I'll, I don't even know, like, if badminton, because isn't that one of the sports that they... It's in the Commonwealth Games one year, then not in the Commonwealth Games the next. So, like, I mean, Gold Coast, if it's not on your schedule for 2018, put it in there because uh, Sarah Singy, he's on for, a, I, I'm going to call it, he's going to win the singles, he's going to win the doubles, he's going to win the mixed doubles. He's going to dominate badminton in Gold Coast. So uh, put it on there, Gold Coast Organising Committee, the Commonwealth Games. Um, what else do we have? Beach volleyball. Well, good news there. Uh, our girls, Louise Borden and Taliqua Clancy, beat the Poles and are through to the quarterfinals. So, good result there for us in the beach volleyball. Um, I don't think we've won a medal in that since Sydney. So, uh, yeah, getting close there. Cycling. Um, as we mentioned, obviously, Anna doing great. Uh, pulling an Anna. That, that means winning, Campbell sisters. Um, uh, the women's pursuit team, as we mentioned before, they lost in a repercharge charge and a pull-out-a-number from a hat and chased around each other blindfolded competition to finally decide that they finished fifth. Um, two Tassie girls, as I mentioned in that one, uh, but good result for them. They crashed and died, I think, a few days ago, so to finish fifth, that's still all right. Lost in New Zealand, but who gives a shit? Uh, Matt Gleitzer, we do actually give a shit, but we just ignore that. Uh, and Matt Gleitzer and Patrick Constable uh, were in the men's sprint. Glatzer's into the bronze medal right off, and Constable finished eighth, so not bad there. Diving, good result. Madison Keeney and Essa Ke- uh, Kun, sorry, are into the three-metre Springboard final, uh, good result for them. Golf, well, we predicted it, didn't we, Jared? Marcus Fraser starting to pull a Campbell. He's uh, led the first two days, dropped back down to bronze, um, and what he called a scrappy day. So, uh, look, can Marcus pull it out of the bag and do an Anna, or is he just scheduled to pull more of a Campbell on the final day of golf? Um, I mean, I think I'm leaning towards the Campbell. He doesn't seem to type to win a bronze medal. I can't see the excitement from the other bronze um, medalists in, uh, yeah, he just, there's no excitement to, to Marcus Fraser. He's not the most uh, interesting guy. Uh, he he's probably screams more of a um, fourth, fifth place than uh, a podium finisher. He does play golf, Jared. <laughs> like, this is true. <laughs> no offense to our golfers out there, but is there, a, like, you think of the great athletes of the world, you're a sane bolts, you know, all these great, you know, characters. Uh, I don't know how many golfers make that list. I mean, they make the rich list. But they just take their money off and go play more golf. Um, so, come on. Yeah, Marcus. Yeah, don't win bronze, win gold or whatever. Uh, trampoline, uh, Blake Gaudry, 13th, sadly, for him, missed the final. So, devastating day there for Blake. I knew I was expecting better than that. Uh, hockey, the Hockey Roos, beat Japan, will take on New Zealand in the quarterfinals. More incentive there to get through to the medal rounds. Um, rowing, as we said, Kim Brennan, gold. We already touched that. Sailing. There's a lot of going on in sailing, but one particular one of note, we've guaranteed ourselves a medal in the laser category. Tom Burton will medal. It's a matter of what colour. Uh, so he will sail off for that on Monday. He's probably already started, uh, you know, still going, and it will finish on Monday, I'm guessing. 
Um, we actually posted a video on our Facebook page of uh, some viral Irish commentary that's going around of sailing. It's a bit silly. It's not exactly serious, but it's quite funny. And I think it perfectly describes what we're trying to establish with sailing this week about how it's confusing and shit. Um, and again, hello to our sailors out there. Shooting, uh, Keith Ferguson. Oh, he darted out big time. Finished 10th in the skeet. Sad for him, uh, but Paul Adams also 19th. And uh, Chappie, David Chapman, 25th in the men's rapid-fire pistol. Sad sad news there for Chappie. Um, swimming outside of our medals in the 1,500 metres. Mac couldn't uh, repeat his 400. He finished 5th. And, uh, well, surprise, surprise, the Campbell sisters didn't medal. 5th and 7th in 50 metres. <laughs> we shouldn't laugh, Jared, but... Yeah, I think we probably should as well, because it's kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they've only got themselves to blame. Um, they bought into the hype. They were overconfident. They thought they had this in the bag. And, I mean, that's just what happens when you feel like you've got the medal before you've actually been in the race. Exactly, exactly. Uh, table tennis, uh, over and done with. Men's, our men's team of David Powell, Herming Hu, and Chris Yan were eliminated by Hong Kong. So, pack up the paddles, table tennis team, and... Go chill in the village with the Campbell sisters. Uh, Water polo um, women's team, 10-3 over Brazil. Into the quarters, we'll play hungry. And weightlifting, we had a weightlifter competing today. Simplice Ribiom, um in the 94 kilogram. They have groups in weightlifting, apparently. He was fifth in group B. Uh, I don't know how groups work in weightlifting. What, do you get a win for every time you lift something or a win for every time you don't dislocate your elbow? Uh, who knows? I mean, a group B, I mean, that's probably like the B finals in rowing or something like that. I'm sure <laughs> weightlifting seems like the type of sport to have rapid charges and people coming back in similar to the cycling. Yep. Um, so who knows? Fifth in group B, maybe he, he, he could still be lifting weights out there. We don't know. Exactly. <laughs> so simply he's going to be walking around. I finished fifth in the group B of the Olympics and all the ladies are going, oh, I love you, please. Um, so that's all that happened. Canada, I've actually written a few here. Bronze, as we said, a lot of bronze. Um, but, uh, Colin talked up his diving girls yesterday. Uh, so Jennifer Abel was third into the final of the three-meter springboard and Pamela Ware ninth. And, um, also talking about the trampoline. Well, Jason Burnett couldn't do a Rosie McLennan. He was only 14th, which, uh, means Blake Gordry actually beat a Canadian. <laughs> so he was 13th. So... Sorry, Jason. Um, and their great uh, hope in the 100 metres, Andre de Grassi uh, won his uh, quarterfinal through to the semis. So I actually saw that one too, and he looked looked good. He looked decent there. Um, other big ones, uh, we'll go over these medal results in just a moment. But as you mentioned, Mo Farah, 10,000 metres after falling. Good on you, Mo. Um, just because your name's Mo, you get uh, okay in my book. Um, Monica, is it, hang on, I've said this right the other day, didn't I? Is it Pug? Uh, Monica, I would say Puig. Puig, Monica Puig. Um, she won gold. You you put you said 100% Angelique Kerber, gold. But Monica, first gold for Puerto Rico in the history of the Olympics. Uh, she, she, she did it. She knocked off the great German of, of Kerber. Uh, did you watch any of this? Are you still in shock? I am in absolute shock. I mean... Really, she had no business even getting close to the final. Um, but this is what the Olympics are about. It's all about the underdog story. Um, I mean, Kerber pulled a Campbell in some way, shape or form. But um, Monica, she was just unbeatable. You should, it was incredible tennis uh, and good on her. Absolutely. I'm just looking here. Her best result in a Grand Slam is the fourth round of Wimbledon. Her highest ranking ever is 33, which she actually achieved in July this year. 
Um, but yeah, she is now officially an Olympic gold medalist. So congratulations to Monica. But yeah, Angelique Silva. And in the bronze medal match, Petra Kvitova, she took the bronze. She knocked off Madison Keys. But uh, just just uh, in the men's side of things here, I don't know. This is also probably why Colin's not here. Rafa, he's done. He lost to Juan Martin Del Potro. Uh, he lost. So he's got into the bronze and he'll play Kei Nishikori because Andy won as well. So gold medal will be played between Del Potro and Andy and the bronze between Rafa and Kay. Uh I mean, how disappointed did you hear, Jared? Are you still, uh, what's more disappointing, the Campbells choking again or Rafa choking? Uh, Rafa choking by a long way. Um, I mean, Del Potro knocked off Djokovic earlier in the tournament, so you knew it was going to be a tough one. Um, but, I mean, congrats to him coming back from injuries, been off for about two years with wrist injuries and had surgery. Um, I think this kind of officially cements that he is back in the game and somebody to look out for um, moving forward uh, for the rest of the year. But I know it should be a good final tomorrow, a uh, good bronze medal playoff too. It's good that the men have had uh, – it's a bit more predictable than the women's. Um, but I think Andy going for history too. I don't think uh, a men's uh, tennis player has ever won two gold medals in the singles. So um, – and he could go back-to-back back as well. So, I mean, lots of history to play for there. Yeah, I was just about to say, has it been done back-to-back, back, let alone two in general? So, uh, I don't know. And actually, speaking of uh, people getting upset and everything because he lost, we've just had him join us right now. Colin, welcome. And uh, we're just talking about your man Rafa losing. So, what's more disappointing for you, Rafa losing or Canada not winning a gold? Oh, well... <laughs> uh, I, th- I can deal with Rafa losing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've actually been... Doing my distance running for the day. It's the first time it's cool out, so that's the reason why I'm out. <laughs> you, you, you're training for Tokyo um, to beat off Mo Farah, are you? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I am, yeah. Mo Farah is the reason I actually wanted to you jump in the today, too. <laughs> Did I fall over? No. <laughs> I... I I try not to do my anger faces before I run. Otherwise, I probably would. That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> well, Colin, uh, Colin welcome. So welcome. We're just, we're, we're just, yeah, we're literally going over the edges. I've just mentioned about Canada's results uh, on day eight, your bronzes and um, your trampoline people being beaten by Australians. Um, so, yeah, how, how did you feel about Canada's bronze day on day eight? Well, I mean, the the ones that we won in weren't the ones I was expecting. I, I said yesterday I was definitely expecting Jason Burnett to win in the trampoline at least something. Uh, for him to come in 14th, that's a huge disappointment. But, uh, yeah, the the cycling, that was a nice surprise. And uh, the heptathlon is interesting, too, because uh, kind of I think how the Canadian commentators are trying not to play up on the success of people going into this. Uh, Brianne Tyson Eaton, they had kind of, you know, promoted her like, oh, she has a good shot at meddling. And then only after the whole event was over and she came in bronze, they're like, this might be considered a little bit of a disappointment because she was the favorite to win the gold. And we're like, I haven't heard this in the last couple of weeks. When did she become the favorite to win the gold? <laughs> they just decided to throw that in there. But uh, I don't know if you guys saw any of the controversy with her husband, who's also the uh, heptathlon athlete no. from America. Did you hear anything no, about that? No, we didn't. We were completely yeah, unaware. Well, he uh, he competes in heptathlon for United States. That's her husband, and uh, he was in the crowd all day wearing a Canada hat, cheering her on on Twitter. And he just got slammed on social media all day by Americans saying that he shouldn't be rooting for Canada. <laughs> it's like, well, it's his wife. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's going to want her to win. <laughs> Still wearing an American hat, America. 
Exactly. <laughs> Take my wife down now. <laughs> I just want to be like the karate kid, like sweep her leg. You got a problem with that. Just go eye on her. Wow. But uh, yeah, Burnett was a disappointment. Um, I actually think that the most excitement I got all day was Mo Farah's win, which uh, did either of you watch that event? I saw, I saw the bits where he fell and then won. So I, didn't, I couldn't sit yeah. down and watch all 10,000 metres, sadly. <laughs> well, I mean, he's, he's almost like the Usain Bolt. Like mm. Bolt earlier in the day did what he always did, which is that he starts out slow and then he just sort of watches and you get the impression that he's just putting in just enough effort to barely beat the guy. Like, he could probably blow everybody away, but he kind of wants to taunt them a bit. And that's almost the way I got it with Mo Farah at the end. You know, he let in the last lap, he let uh, the other guy overtake him, and then all of a sudden he just sprints ahead like it's nothing to him. And I'm like, this is a guy who fell all over the, the track halfway through the race, which uh, I don't know how, how bad that would hurt. I was actually surprised um, I did an event for the Manitoba Marathon uh, a couple of months ago. And I was expected those tracks would be uh, like very hard, almost like pavement. But the the track I was on is the same one that the Pan Am Games were held on, which is basically, you know, that's where some of the Olympians were competing the year before Sydney. And the track is almost like a rubber thing. It was quite comfortable, actually. So maybe that's how he was able to recover. It's a nice cushion track for him. <laughs> It's funny, actually, because when we were talking this up before with Jared, Jared literally got, oh, he just fell over and he got up. He didn't even get that hurt. And now you're like, oh, it's amazing. He fell over and he won. So, Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, if only Canadians could do that in cycling, we fall over and we're out. <laughs> Australians fall over in the swimming and we just pull, you know, anything. It's, just, it's how you do it. But, I mean, he, he got the double in the 5,000, 10,000 double in London. So, you know... Do you think he can do this again now in Rio? Well, after watching how he pulled ahead just at the last minute, almost effortlessly at the end of 10K, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I kind of thought with both him and uh, in the heptathlon, Jessica Ennis Hill, I thought that the hometown crowd really is what uh, got them their success in London. But both of them have done extremely well without a hometown crowd behind them. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't put it past him. I think he's going to take it. What about you, Jared? He's going to take it as well. I didn't ask you that before, but I'll ask you that now. Uh, yeah, sure, sure. I mean, he looked comfortable the whole race. Um, I just can't see anybody getting far enough ahead of him to, to win it. All right. Don't pull a Campbell. Um, so, <laughs> other results quickly um, that were just going over here outside of Canada and Australia. Um, Phelps won a lazy gold, number 23. So, um, lazy gold, lazy gold, 23. So, ends his career now. I don't know if either of you saw uh, an interview with Ryan Lochte. You didn't because no one wants to watch an interview with Ryan Lochte. But he came out <laughs> during the week and he said that he does not believe this will be Phelps' last games. Ryan Lochte said, I can all but guarantee he'll be back for Tokyo. Now, is this Ryan Lochte just being a dick or is Ryan Lochte onto something here? Is Colin, is, is Phelps going to come back for Tokyo? No, I don't think. I think he's had his redemption now. The only reason he would come back is because he did play silver in one event. Um, you know, he might, or tie for silver. It might be even more humiliating for him. <laughs> that might be the only reason he'd come back. Uh, I mean, he definitely would be able to. I don't think he'd be able to hold up. You know, on that note, before I have to go here again, uh, <laughs> Ryan Cochran, who I talked up a lot a bit of a disappointment for him in the 1500 meter, but he had been saying over and over again for probably the last year that this was going to be his final Olympics. And then he was interviewed right after the race and said, is it going to be? And 
all of a sudden his comments changed to, well, you know, I said that if I did really well in these Olympics, then I'd be willing to step down. So now I'm not sure. Wow. So there's something about loot an event where I think the pride kicks in. So that would be the only reason I'd see Phelps coming out of retirement. Jared, do you think he's going to keep going on to Tokyo? Um, I'm not sure about Tokyo. I think Flynn. <laughs> Flynn. Flynn. <laughs> See, they have to shorten it. Flynn Flon is too long for hashtags nowadays. Yep. It's just Flynn. Yep. <laughs> I think yeah. we lost a bit of Jared there. Are you still there, Jared? We'll pick him up eventually. Uh, just quickly, um, he ends his Olympic career 23 gold, so he's tied with Brazil and South Africa for most gold medals in the history of the Olympics. Um, he's, oh, Jared's hung up. He's so incensed with the fact that he's tied with Brazil and South Africa. Uh, I mean, Brazil have been to 21 Olympics. South Africa have been to 18. Michael Phelps has been to five. So, um, go figure. <laughs> Welcome back, Jared. Thanks. We thought, we thought you were so disappointed with the fact that Phelps has equaled South Africa and Brazil <laughs> that you just hung up. Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel so bad for the host nation Brazil that I just, it, it frustrates me. So, I didn't hear your answer, sorry, you cut out. So, do you think he'll return for Tokyo? Not Tokyo, but Flim Flan. I think uh, the allure of the Flim Flan Olympics will bring a lot of athletes out of retirement. I mean, you might see Kathy Freeman back, Susie O'Neill, um, all Fraser. the greats, I think, will be coming back just for Flim Flan. Exactly. <laughs> Fraser. Uh, just quickly, actually, we should mention, we, we'd like to talk up the fact that, you know, we've had a few Olympians reply to us and tweet us and like us on Facebook. Colin won the internet um, yesterday. Because yeah. tell, I'm not even going to, I don't want to spoil You need to tell this one because he's, he's messaged our group, screenshotted this. And he's just like, I win. Who liked your tweet, Colin? This this is this is the gold medal of the tweet Olympics right now. Well, just after Andre DeGrasse's heat, which he again took with ease, kind of like Usain Bolt, I was just excited and I put a tweet up saying like Andre DeGrasse, you know, is amazing and uh that finally after 20 years Donovan Bailey has a successor and about an hour later, my phone beeps and I see retweet from Donovan Bailey and oh. I completely flipped out. I probably was going on for about 15 minutes. My wife, I'm like, do you understand who this is? <laughs> Which, as I mentioned, I hope other people outside of Canada know. But, I mean, this is the most famous summer Olympian of all time. You know, he was the fastest man. He was Usain Bolt before Usain Bolt was back in 96 in Atlanta. So, yeah, that, that, pretty, much, that pretty much ends it here. Unless you can get Michael Phelps to retweet you or well, Jesse Owens rises from the grave and retweets Jared or something. Well, challenge accepted. I, I'll, I'll raise your Phelps. We're going to get an Usain Bolt retweet by the end of oh. the Olympics. Not only do we win the podcast, we win the world. Um, <laughs> you know, and we'll get, we'll get Barack Obama to like it. Um, so... <laughs> Double gold for Australia. That's pretty awesome. Hello, Donovan. Clearly a fan of Off the Podium. Um, so listen officially is Off the Podium. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's the only reason why I did it. He didn't see his name. He's like, oh, Colin. Yes, Off the Podium, of course. Um, so the other the, the results today. So yeah, we're Mo Farah, 10,000 metres. Men's long jump went to America. Jeff Henderson. Uh, the discus to the great German, Christoph Harting. Uh, the women's 100 metres. This is actually a big deal. Uh, we're talking about the same bulk going for three. We mentioned Shelly Ann Fraser Price going for three in a row. She only got the bronze. Her countrywoman Elaine Thompson took the gold there. So maybe that's a sign for Usain. Usain did uh, cruise through in the heats, by the way. So he's clearly there. Uh, you mentioned the heptathlon, Colin. Uh, that went to Belgium. Nafisatu Tiam of Belgium. Congratulations to... 
soccer too. That was that was an upset. Yeah, well, I I can't say I knew Belgium were good at anything. So good for them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know the the last IOC president was from there. So <laughs> Jacques Rogue, hello Jacques. Um, anyway, cycling. Um, oh, I'm calling rigging there. Rigging, yes. Is that why Germany are winning a bunch of gold medals? Thomas Bach, what are you doing? <laughs> um, this is why we do need John Coates Jarrett to be the next president of the IOC because Australia can rig it a bit more. Um, the women's Kieran uh, Anna, we said got bronze, but Elise Ligtley of Netherlands gold. Um, the women's team pursuit Britain. In a world record time, if you don't mind. Fencing, Russia won the Team Sabre, knocking off the fancied Ukrainians. Uh, trampoline, Belarus. Uh, how's this for a name? Uladzisalu Hancharu. That's actually not the bad. Beat uh, the great Dong Dong from China. I'll just let that one sit. Uh, rowing, single skulls, New Zealand. Boo! Uh, <laughs> Drysdale. Although, Colin, you did say that was the closest one you've ever seen in the history of your rowing watching. Yeah, it was so close that uh, when the race ended, you know how on the screen, just after they cross the finish line, they'll have the graphic come up with a country in first place. Mm. They had the wrong country come up, and they even immediately said, this is just for the TV cameras. We have no idea who won this. And when they, if anybody looks online, if you look at the photo finish, it took me probably about 10 seconds to determine which one was ahead. Are, are you sure it just wasn't the graphics on screen weren't organized by CBC? Uh, just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Croatia wins. Oh, wait, shit. Sorry. It's not Michael Phelps. Apologies. <laughs> um, the men's eight, Great Britain, uh, obviously single skulls, Australia. Yeah, women's eight went to America. Shooting Chris, Christian rights in the 25-meter rapid fire pistol for Germany. Men's skeet, Gabriel Rossetti for Italy. Uh, swimming, uh, we talked at Mac Horton fifth in the swimming, but this is great for Italy. Uh, Gregorio Paltenieri, him, uh, he got the gold, and Italy also got the bronze. Gabriella Detti, silver went to Connor Jager of the US. Um, both the relays went to America, uh, and the 50-meter free. Well, Denmark had an amazing night in the pool. We talk about Belgium not being good. I didn't know Denmark could, knew how to swim. Clearly, Jared, this is a Princess Mary factor. She's getting some uh, advice to the Danes because Pernille Bloom took gold for uh, Denmark in that, and then they got a bronze in the 4x100 medal. Did they rob uh, our girl Penny of a fifth medal there, Colin? Where's Canada? Why didn't they get the bronze in that? Why didn't Canada get the bronze in that? That's the question we're all asking right now. Well, listen, Denmark in it's, swimming. It's... <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because they put uh, Penny up in the, the butterfly instead of the freestyle which I, I think it probably just came down to that they didn't have somebody as good in the butterfly. But, I mean, when you saw what Penny did in the freestyle, I think that would have been the clear choice. But that's fine. I mean, she walks away with four medals, being the most accomplished Olympian of all time, and she's still in high school. I think that's something. Just looking here, actually, Canada were fifth behind China, and there was basically from second down to sixth, uh, there was just over half a second in it. So uh, Australia, second, Denmark, China, Canada, and Russia. And uh, well, good news over Canada, Colin. You did set a national record in the 4 by 100 metres mm-hmm. medley relay freestyle butterfly, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. Um, tennis, as we said, Monica Pugh, Puerto Rico's first ever Olympic gold medal. And in weightlifting, 94 kilograms, Sorab Maradi for Iran took the gold there. So medal tally... After eight days, uh, USA on top, 24 gold, 18 silver, 17 bronze, China second, Britain third, Germany fourth, Japan fifth, 
Australia have dropped down to seventh, but the good news is because of Jared's recommendation of winning a bunch of silver, if we win another gold on day nine, we will leap flog, flog, frog, um, straight back up to fifth. And if we win two, we'll go up to fourth. So, and we're still ahead of the French. That's the main thing. Uh, bad news for Canada, you've dropped down to 15th and you've dropped behind New Zealand because they won their second gold. So you still won more medals we'll in total. We'll never those Kiwis. Well, they've won oh. six silver. The sneaky little Kiwis. Two gold, six silver, no bronze. That's what you've got to do, New Zealand. You've got to pull a Canada and win some bronze. Um, you know, for you, I've been doing podcasts with you guys and hearing all this criticism of New Zealand and New Zealand this and sheep and sheep and all that. <laughs> and I'm like, well, they're so hard on New Zealand. Now I get it. Like, let's just put them out of their misery already. Come Sneaking on. Sneaking New Zealanders. Uh, and Brazil, still only with their one solitary gold. So um, pick it up, Brazil. Come on. What's going on? Um, now, you've got to head off in a set, Colin. So I'll quickly ask you, what, what did you watch today besides the stuff you've already told us that you watched? Uh, like we're talking about what I'm watching today or what I was watching yesterday. What, what you watched yesterday. Yesterday, um, well, obviously everything that I mentioned, I pretty much watched everything yesterday. Now, I'm, I, I'm so used to over the years recording onto VHS, all the stuff, because I don't want to miss anything. And I'm still recording directly onto my computer now every day. And usually I average 45 minutes and maybe an hour and 15. And yesterday, just the stuff I transferred onto my computer was three and a half hours. So I don't think there's a single event that I did miss yesterday. Right, there you go. Good on you. Jared, what did you watch? Um, lots of the athletics. Um, the tennis was kind of took up a lot of uh, my days viewing. Um, a little bit of the badminton. I'm hoping that we could get a win there. Obviously, that didn't happen. Yep. Uh, and then the cycling as well. I, I, I stuck to the golf again. Uh, I'm just getting thrilled. It was day three. Oh, you know what that means. We're nearly in the medal day. Um, so <laughs> we're there tomorrow. Get excited. Um, and this is only the men. Imagine when the women start playing. This is even better. Um, so We'll be at Tokyo by the time they're done. Exactly. They're out there with the sailors. Just combine sailing and golf. That's all you need to do. Like, <laughs> as they're out there sailing on the harbour, just have them shoot balls between each other. Like... That makes it exciting. Golf on boats. Like, <laughs> that makes it exciting. So, um, yeah, uh, we'll call it again. Before you go, you go whenever you need to. I'm just rushing through this in a way. Um, yeah. Do you, have a, do you have a time for an athlete of the day or do you have to go? Well, I, I can't read it right now since I'm on my phone, but uh, um, I'll say just, just take your pick. Give me a random pick. <laughs> okay. You have it up. I've got one here, but I want to hear Jared's first. <laughs> stalling. stalling. <laughs> Hashtag stalling. Yeah, that person. Um, I think it would be hard for me to go past Monica Puig. I think um, first gold medal for Puerto Rico, first female uh, Olympian uh, in for Puerto Rico to win a medal, um, and just so unexpected to even make it to the final and to win the gold medal. I mean, a complete shock, and uh, she just played great tennis the whole week. All right. Well, I see your moniker, and I raise you a Finnish weightlifter. Um, I don't know if you, if you saw this. Milko Alavi Tokala in the um, in the weightlifting, the 85 kilogram. Now, he didn't win anything. He got ninth. Um, he lifted 320 kilograms, ended up doing that. But after lifting successfully 175 kilos, he drops the, the barbell weight, whatever it's called, and he goes off absolutely crazy. They cut to a shot of the crowd of the Finns going mental. I didn't realise Finland loved their weightlifting so much. 
And then as he goes to walk off the stage, he falls flat in his face. Now, you all think he's tripped over and fell down. It turns out he's fainted as he's walking off the stage and just fallen. It's the green water. People are falling all over the place in Rio. <laughs> it's taking over the air. Um, but it, it's hilarious to watch because, like, I've seen, like, the headline, like, weightlifter faints, and I'm going, oh, no, like, he's going to faint as we're talking about the other day and gets decapitated or something. But it's not like he's even fainted as he's lifted the weight. It's afterwards. <laughs> Everyone Google this. You will get a laugh out of it. Have you ever dreamed of seeing a Finnish weightlifter? <laughs> You see it the now. mullet as well makes it so much better. <laughs> yes, Finnish mullet, and just again the Finns going off in the crowd. Like it's insane. I mean, they haven't won a medal yet at these Olympics, Finland. Surprise, surprise, because there's no snow anywhere. But um, well, Canada's done it. But um, I have a lot of respect just, for the Finns and the Finnish people. But this is hilarious. Just before I go, I, I'm struggling to think about some of the athletes that i wrote down yesterday but there was one that comes to mind you mentioned it in the trampoline too bad jason burnett couldn't even crack the top 12 but dong dong you mentioned him he medaled for i think the third olympics in a row and my wife said i love this dong dong guy and i'm like why and she said i've never seen a chinese athlete smile before so (laughs) for being the only chinese athlete who had the courage to smile when he didn't win the gold I put up Dong Dong. When you've got a name like Dong Dong, you can't just help but smile. Like, he loves his name so much. He goes into, like, a shop and it's like, he goes into Starbucks. Like, can I have your name, please? It's Dong Dong. I'm an Olympic medalist. Put my name on that cup and bring me my latte. <laughs> Look at the smile on my face. Look at me. I'm Chinese and I'm smiling. I'm happy. I'm Dong Dong. <laughs> Um, so, well, on that note, All right. Colin, thank I'm you. I'm out of here, gentlemen. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Good night. Go for gold, Canada, on day eight, day nine. What are we up to? Andre de Grasse, go. Yes, go. Beat Usain. Actually, no, don't. Win the silver. Uh, That's right. Yes. Au revoir, Colin. Um, Colin Hilding, ladies and gentlemen, a brief appearance, just like Canada in the Olympics. Uh, anyway, uh, so, um, wife of the day, this is always so creepy. Uh, we talked a bit, little bit about it yesterday, Jared, I feel, Annalise Ruby, um, you know, Kathy Freeman spurring her on to be my wife. So, um, you know, I don't know if you caught much of Annalise, did you? She, she was good wife material. She the... Um was she 400 or steeplechase? She, I would say, was... Uh, I know a lot about my future wife. She was the 400 runner, yes. That's... Yeah. Okay. Decent. Yeah. I, I prefer my uh, wife's to... Uh, because I have multiple, apparently, are uh, shorter distances than just <laughs> jumping over things into water. It reminds me too much of Berto's failure in the Olympics. So, um, yes. Mm, yeah, uh, uh, Yeah, it does very much so. Uh, Channel 7, don't have a whole lot. For Channel 7, surprisingly, today. The one that I, I noted down, though, like, I don't know if you've seen kind of when they're in the studio and you've got uh, Hamish or, or Mel, kind of, they bring up that little graphic where it's like athlete profile and, you know, they're telling you a little bit about a prominent athlete. So they bring up the one for a sane bolt, you know, like he's won six gold medals, you know, he's this, this, and blah, blah, blah. He's got all these followers on Twitter and that. But the one that I liked that they put underneath it, it said, his parents ran the local grocery store in Jamaica. 
Now, are they implying that there's only one grocery store in Jamaica? It's not like they said ran a local grocery store. They said ran the local grocery store. So, like, look, I'm not, I'm not laughing. If Jamaica seriously only has one grocery store, by all means, it's good. Like, I would go to it because it's run by the Bolts. But surely, Jared, surely Jamaica is a country that has more than one store to buy your groceries at. You would think so. I think that might be a claim that needs to be fact-checked. Yeah, like a Channel 7 getting their facts from news.com today. I've just Googled Jamaica. 2.715 million people. Now, I don't think that they have... A, I mean, unless it's like the size of the country. Um, but, like, I can't imagine a country of over 2 million people having grocery... Like, we, I live in a city with 250,000 people. We've got, like, a lot of grocery stores in Hobart, so... Um, but good to know that if you go to the local grocery store in Jamaica, the Bolts will be able to serve you. Uh, they're very fast. Good service there. Um, don't know. Did you have anything on Channel 7 at all, Jared? If you picked up anything? Um, there was one commentary moment uh, during the beach, beach volleyball, which gave me a laugh. Um, so one of the Australians dived for the ball, and then we get this great commentary. Got a mouthful of sand there. Got a sandwich. <laughs> which... <sighs> I get it. So many cringe moments. I'm like, oh, not as bad as Anna and Elsa, but still, I'm like, (laughs) really? That's the bronze medal behind that, and that's also the first line of the Beach Boys song. (laughs) So, yes. Uh, News.com today, you, I had to laugh. Um, Their main headline that they led with this morning after the Campbell sisters lost was, the biggest choke in Olympic history. (laughs) Mind you, it was in quotes because if you actually opened it up, uh, one of the Campbells, don't know, don't care which one it was, said the fact that she lost the 100 metres to her was the biggest choke in Olympic history. But the fact that News.com today decided to go with that for their headline, um, you know, perhaps a little bit misleading, but um, Mm. yeah, they get their facts right every now and then when they're talking about chokes. Uh, Anyway... Um, oh, Colin's left us sadly, but I've still got a Canadian athlete of the J- of the J of the day. Um, don't know if it tops our golfer from the other day, but we've got a fencer, Joseph Polisifakis, um, the great Canadian <laughs> Joseph Polisifakis. Um, so here we go. Let's learn a bit about Joe. Joey. Uh, hi, my name is Joseph Polisifakis. That guy I said before, and I'm Canadian. Uh, so there you go. His favourite Olympic moment is the. He's written final Usain Bolt 2008 before going back over it and writing 100 metre final Usain Bolt 2008. Uh, well, not an Olymp- uh, winter Olympic one for once. Um, if he could choose any Olympic host city, it would be Toronto. Uh, in his spare time, he likes to watch UFC. We all know the fencing is very closely related to the UFC. <laughs> <laughs> wow, it spurs him on a little bit. He's drawn a little stick figure of himself on top of the podium with a gold medal around his neck. Dream on, Joseph. It's fencing. Yeah, wishful thinking. You know, if you were Penny Alexiak, maybe. But um, no, the weirdest instruction a coach ever gave me was slice him in half. Uh, <laughs> I mean, fair enough, it's fencing. I can see that. But, like, what if he legitimately walked out and chopped a guy in half? Uh, <laughs> Well, my coach told me to do it. Yeah, that's it. probably... That, that's got to be more points than an Uchimata right there. Oh, definitely. somebody in half. I think so. That's definitely 100 points in a go there. Uh, my favourite workout is... Oh, how Canadian. Sled push. 
Um, that's, that's what they do. Favourite sandwich is grilled chicken. Um, yum. Uh, draw a picture of a Canadian animal. Now, he's drawn... It's meant to be a moose, but it looks like a horse with flames coming out of its head. And he's written in a speech bubble coming from its mouth, which is probably smiling, moose. <laughs> <I'm> so... <laughs> In Canada, clearly the animals like to walk around saying what they are. Moose. <laughs> it's quite funny. Um, if you could have any superpower, he's written A, then he's crossed it out. He's written, I don't even know what that is, but he's crossed it out. Then he's written predicting the future. So you know that that little picture of you on top of the podium isn't true. Um, this could be the most boring one ever because, like, he's just, he has no personality. The best candy in the world is anything sour. Uh, maybe he's actually Hungarian. Maybe that's why he's a bit... <laughs> As a kid, my favourite sports team was the Chicago Bulls. My favourite sports movie is The Mighty Ducks. Clearly, he grew up in the 90s. Um, and what would the coolest Olympic medal look like? He's drawn, like, a... It looks like a triangle with, like, pentagrams in the middle of it. <laughs> Illuminati confirmed. I always knew it. I knew the Canadian fencing team was sus. Um, If you could live anywhere in the world, it would be secluded Greek island. (laughs) He was going up with his Illuminati friends. Oh, no. Uh, Fencing? Yeah, that's what I do. He's just trying to go to different places in the world. Um, When I was little, I always thought I would never grow up. Clearly, he's Peter Pan. And... (laughs) Write this sentence in cursive, live your passion. And he did that. So, uh, all right, probably the most boring one so far. So, thanks, Joe. I don't know, that hockey player was pretty boring. Oh, true, true there. Uh, all right, let's go to our fan messages. AOC, still haven't unblocked us from Facebook. Bad news. Um, come on, John Coates. We started the Hobart Olympic bid years ago. You love us. Um... Okay, Glenver of the ACT to Kate Campbell. Kate, regardless of your results, you are an Olympian, a champion, and an inspiration to all Australians. Stay calm. <laughs> no. no. Probably could have stopped after you You are an Olympian, because that's just a pure fact, isn't it? <laughs> yes, exactly. You know who else is an Olympian? <laughs> Everybody in that team. <laughs> yes, that's the only truthful statement about your message there, Glenver. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, to Maria Fay Artacho del Sola. Um, extre- so this is from Jack Bird in New South Wales. Extremely good effort. I current attend Kalara High and play volleyball for the school. You have become an inspiration to the team, showing us that anything is possible. The entire team and school was behind you. Congratulations on making it that far. Would be great if you would come back to Kalara and train with us. <laughs> See, they're so hopeful, these Australian fans, aren't they? Right back to me, train with us, Kate Campbell, you're good. Uh, like, so positive. If only, you know, they actually watch the Olympics. Um, okay. Oh, here's another one to Kate Campbell. <laughs> Rick from Queensland. Hi, Kate. An incredible lead-up to Rio you had. <laughs> That's true. Um, <laughs> I love how they pointed that out. You were good before the Olympics, Kate. <laughs> Your skills in and out of the water. Oh, okay. Might be an ex-boyfriend here. Uh, have been an absolute pleasure to follow. You have carried the weight of a nation and handled it with much emotion and professionalism. Take care. She choked, Rick. Do you watch the Olympics? 
<laughs> to Mitch Larkin from Jackson Marks in Tasmania. Hi, Mitch. Congratulations on your racing. Those medals would be a great reward for dedication to the sport for so long. He only won one, didn't he? Oh, no, we got a medley one. You're Well done. You have done Australia proud. Um, yep. Okay. Um, let's see here. Shelley Watts, Ollie and Kim in New South Wales, our boxer. You fought a bloody great fight and you should be very proud of yourself. You scored more hits and you gave it your all, dot, dot, dot. The judges need an eye-seeing dog because they don't see what most Aussies saw, that you were the true winner in that fight. So disappointed for you that it had to come down to a bunch of idiotic judges who got it wrong. <laughs> wow. That's such, such a typical Australian response. We're so gracious in defeat. Yes. She could have been knocked out by the Italian. Oh, they were wrong. Your eye was hanging out. You were bleeding. You needed to go to hospital because you were nearly dead. But you still won that fight. <laughs> oh, my goodness me. Um, let's see how we go. To Marcus Fraser, Joshua Marks, Tazzy again. Hope you have a great final round, mate. Go out there and enjoy yourself on the biggest stage in sport. You are doing your country proud. Well done. Well, wait till we see the messages tomorrow. Uh, um, let's see. Uh, I don't know if you're looking at any here at the moment, Jared, because these are kind of boring today. Um, I don't think it tops. <laughs> Judges were bloody wrong. <laughs> oh, here we go. Here's another one to the entire Olympic team, clearly directed at someone else. And Stuart of Victoria, your experience has had ripple effects. I showed one of my students how you turned your disappointment into a learning experience. He didn't go as well as he hoped in his running event at Ath Day. He was so disappointed. I was able to use you as an EG in brackets. Showed him your interview after your race. Is this one of the Campbells? I didn't show them the race. I showed them your interview. <laughs> you helped him get back up to run his relay the next day. And what, did he choke? Yeah. <laughs> I missed the uh, race that, that involved the entire Australian Olympic team. That would have been a good one to see. I'm, I'm, I'm really annoyed oh, that I missed that. I know. Channel 7 were too focused on the Campbells joking. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, Sonia, Western Australia, to, to tennis, <laughs> to the whole sport of tennis. Hey, tennis team, thank you for representing Australia so well. You have won because you are Olympians. Oh, isn't that nice? Um, anyway, okay. Who are, we, who are we giving support to today? <laughs> Well, I think um, recognising that the synchronised drowning gets underway, oh, I yes. think it is today. Um, I mean, they should get a message, definitely. Now, I heard that they've completely drained the pool and refilled it. Because so, I don't know how it goes green with synchronised. I mean, all right, so we've got Hannah Cross, Bianca Hammett, Danielle Kettlewell, Nikita Pablo, Emily Rogers, Christina Sheehan, Rose Stackpole, Amy Thompson and Deborah Sai. Bit of an eclectic bunch. It's sex a sport, this. Where are the men? Uh, mm. <laughs> disgusting. I could have picked one man. Who are we liking here, Jared? I'm just looking at their pictures. Um, Amy Thompson looks all right. Shall we go for Amy? Hello, Amy. Oh. Sounds good. All right. So she took up the sport eight years ago. That's nice. Uh, well, she's 17, actually. So that's good. Born in London. Actually, no, she's 20. She took it up at 17. All right, I'm reading the wrong bit. Um, 
cool. She went to St. John's Primary School in London, England. She has a Bachelor of Engineering for Curtin University. Well, she's studying that at the moment. And she, her current club is the West Coast Splash in Perth, Western Australia. Um, doing it for Western Australia. All right, what are we going to say to Amy? I don't, I don't even know anything about synchronized swimming. Um, don't. No. Don't be unsynchronized. Um. <laughs> mm, um. I don't even know. Maybe some advice about um, how the pool has been stinging the water polo people's eyes. <laughs> don't, don't forget your goggles for the green pool. <laughs> don't forget your goggles. I like that. Um, at, oh, God, I can't even spell our email address. That's off the podium at hotmail.com for those at home. Um, <laughs> yeah, see, automatically see it. Blog. Uh, all right. <laughs> don't forget your. I wonder if, like, legitimately. Some of these athletes that we're sending these messages, like, is this the only message that she gets? Like, do they have a little alert on their phone? Beep, beep, you got a fan message. And she's like, oh, my God. (laughs) Don't forget your goggles in the green pool. Um, Ignore the fart smell. (laughs) Ignore the fart smell. Oh, apparently my phone corrects fart to dart. Uh, ignore the fart smell and synchro it up. <laughs> I, t- I don't know anything about synchronized swimming. <laughs> um, until today or tomorrow when it starts and then we're all experts. All right, there you go, Amy. Go and synchronize yourself well, um, whatever that means. Um, oh, excuse me. So excited for synchronized swimming, I had to clear my throat. Uh, day eight is upon us. 22 gold medals. You've already just mentioned synchronized swimming gets underway today. How exciting. Wrestling starts today too, Jared. What are you more excited for, wrestling or synchronized swimming? I mean, there's a lot of crossover between the two. <laughs> um, but I think it has to be the synchronized swimming. I mean... This, this is one of those sports that you question why it's in the Olympic Games, but then you see it and you're like, wow, this 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 belongs there. I actually, like, in all seriousness, it's always the joke one, but, like, you know, sailing's more of a joke to me because, like, I would I would pay to watch synchronized swimming because these women, like, we talk about happy athletes. Like, I think it's a rule in synchronized swimming you have to smile. Like, they're always so happy. They're like, I've got somebody's butt on my head, but I'm going to smile. <laughs> like, just... The athleticism that they've got to do. I, I mean, who in their right mind, growing up, like, and you say to your parents, Mum, Dad, I want to be an Olympian. Oh, great. What are you going to be a runner? You're going to be a swimmer. You know, you're going to be a sailor. Like, Mum, I'm going to be a synchronized swimmer. <laughs> oh, I don't. That's it. Out of the house. Pack your bags. <laughs> Leave. Go away. Go back to your rhythmic gymnastics friendship group. Um. <laughs> I mean, clearly all synchronized swimming needs is a ribbon, and it's just the best sport ever. Um, what else is on? Shooting ends today, sadly. Tennis ends today, sadly. Fencing. Oh, not fencing. Uh, the big one, though, I think today, the 100 metres, Usain Bolt. That's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Hopefully, triple gold medal. Stuff Michael Phelps. We've forgotten about him. Michael who? It's all about Usain. CBC are doing their research on him. So um, let's get into that. Other medal results today. So... More in the weightlifting, more medals. Uh, sailing medals. Oh, they start today. Yay, finally. Um, there's artistic gymnastics. Real gymnastics is back. Uh, we've got the apparatus finals happening. Uh, golf, obviously. The men's gets decided today. Uh, diving medals, track cycling medals. Boxing has their first medal today. 
uh, tomorrow, uh, well, today by the recording, you know what we mean, and then more athletics medals, uh, obviously, going on there. So, uh, but it's all about the 100 metres here, Jared. We're all we're on bolt watch, aren't we? Yeah, everybody's aboard the bolt train. Um, I, mean, I mean, hopefully he doesn't do a Campbell, but I think <laughs> I think he can win this. One thing, actually, just spurred to my memory right then in watching the uh, 100 metre, the women's, because, uh, like, you've got Bruce McAvaney commentate side-by-side with Tams and Lewis, and then you've got Steve Hooker does the field events with the other bloke, but then Steve Hooker sometimes joins Bruce, and they get together. But So they've just called the, 200, uh, the 100 metres, uh, you know, the race is over, goal to Jamaica, fantastic result. And the first thing that Tams and Lewis says, rather than, uh, you know, talking it up the fact that, uh, what's her name, Shelley Price, you know, all the names in the world, Shelly Ann Fraser Price lost and Elaine Thompson wins, her first thing is, she'd have to be the favourite now for the 200. <laughs> she just won a goal, she just won the 100 metres, Tamsin, like, calm down. Typical athletes thinking of the next race. So clearly when a same bolt wins tomorrow. Oh, definitely favourite for the 200. <laughs> so, uh, let Bruce do the talking because Bruce will talk it up like no one else will. Tamsin Hill, famous victory, one for the ages, the greatest sprinter of all time. Uh, so look out for all the cliches from all the commentators should bolt win gold. Um... But thank you for your company, everybody tuning in. Colin, his brief appearance, uh, always appreciated. As always, Facebook, email, iTunes, YouTube, uh, all those. Uh, AOC, please unblock us. That would be appreciative. And uh, Jared, you still haven't blocked us and you're still on the show, so that's uh, going well for us. Yeah, so far so good. Uh, haven't hit the block button, haven't been tempted yet. Are there still time? Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see the Aussies pick it back up. Um, we're moving kind of into the events where we have less of a chance, but um, uh, let's keep those golds coming. Absolutely, and uh, we all hope you have a lovely day. Put a smile on your face like Dong Dong, and I will see you in the local grocery store. Good night from off the podium. <laughs>